All right, what's up, guys? Gold belts and glory. I'm your host, Mike Auger. Joining me is uh, Zombie Greg, Coach Rich Trevino, and Ryan, not the actor Gosling. (laughs) (laughs) Every time, every time. time. Ryan Gosling, not Ling. Well, whatever. There's a G (laughs) at the end of his name, not mine. So there's a difference. No. Um, that's ebonics right there <laughs> um so we're covering uh ufc fight night poirier versus hooker and uh this was a fucking fantastic night of fights um pretty much up and down the yeah. card for the most part uh before we get to the main card did anybody watch the prelims is there anything worthy of discussion in there yeah I yes yeah very great one dude that I want to bring up that I was really impressed with was the heavyweight match, dude. Tanner Bozer, dude. That guy yep. hit so fucking hard. It it kind of blew me away, dude. I don't know the guy he fought. He, I don't know if he was a scrub or whatnot, but, dude, that guy has lightning speed and hits like a ton of bricks, dude. I, I that's somebody I would like to see like them throw like him with Greg Hardy or something like that. You know, he called out Maurice Green after his fight. I saw that. Yeah, I saw Maurice that. Maurice Green and, was all shit faced like the entire week leading up to the fight and all that, which we'll yeah. get into his fight. But um, dude, he looked freaking. He looked good, dude. Yeah, I was yeah. Really he he looked awesome, and he's bringing that mullet back too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was big imp- country when I saw that shit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah rocking the mullet. Nah, he that guy has heavy hands and he's lightning quick too. Like Greg said, man, that guy yeah. for a big guy, he was moving quick, man. Yeah, I, I was I was impressed, man. Especially in in that division, where it's it's kind of a weird it's, it's a weird division right now. It's because there's not there's like the the usual suspects and mm-hmm. they're all wins and losses and are, are kind of funky. And it's kind of like, well, where does this person go from here? And where does that person go from here? And you know, everybody just kind of has their eyes on Nagano just because he hits so hard and he's been on a little win streak. But it's 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 such a weird division on what's going on right now with the heavyweight division that it's good to see some fresh blood come out and look good. You know, I'm tired of seeing them put all their 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 eggs in Greg Hardy and shit like that. When it's like, dude, this guy has fought nobody but scrubs, dude. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, Greg that Hardy was, that was the one that stood out. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I don't disagree, Mister Zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when that guy fucking like when he missed him, you knew if he connected, it was over. Yeah, and it didn't take long for him to connect. He fucking connected, and it was like uh, whatever is worse than the shadow realm. That guy was <laughs> fucking in it, dude. And it, he wasn't it, coming back. It was like an overhand right on the top of the head, like the back of the head. Yeah. And then he followed up with, like, massive punches. And then I think he hit him with, like, three on the ground. Yeah. Uh, Herb Dean had to, like, grab him and roll him yeah. off of him. Oh, he actually, <laughs> he actually hit him with, like, a reverse, like, a fuck on the way down as he was falling. Yeah. He hit him with, like, a fucking reverse back of the fucking hand. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, that was dirty. When I see the other one. Oh, go ahead. The other one I wanted to talk about uh, was uh, – the Luis Pena fight, that was the, the I guess, the main yeah. the yeah. main fight on that card. So Fine there enough. was a lot of hype between be, uh, about Pena. Right. Like, coming up. Like, he was the fucking violent Bob Ross and all this bullshit and, you know, all <laughs> oh, this that stuff. that guy, and, okay. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, it's nick- that guy. I like violent the Bob Ross. Yeah, hell yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, 
I think he was doing his thing, but he looked like fucking shit, dude. Like this guy, comma worthy, just kind of just took him to town, bro. Choked him out. RNC'd his ass. Oh, I'm sorry. Guillotine choked his ass. I mean, the hype is gone for that guy. I think he's, he might not, he might get cut, dude. Yeah. I I, I was never sold on that guy, dude. I think it was a, it was a really clever nickname. Kind of like the Bruce Leroy, you know, but it was, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to the skill level, I'm like, dude, you can just kind of tell like these guys that are just going to be kind of hit the ceiling at a certain level. And he was, I noticed that a few fights ago where I was like, I just don't see this guy getting anybody in even even the top 15, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll be revisiting that conversation when we talk about the co-main, but go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I was going to say he was, he won round two and he was dominant. He had him uh, um, in a body lock and like you, like to your point, like I think a more skilled fighter would have finished the fight in that second round. He had him in a position to where, you know, he, he had a body triangle on him and he, he almost got the rear naked choke on him, uh, but he, he just couldn't, he couldn't finish it. Yeah. Uh, he was a bigger fighter too. He had the he had the range, man. He was a lot bigger than than his opponent. You know, he could have he could have kept it in the pocket, and used his jab, and and used his size advantage, but he just failed to do that. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the main card. And it starts out at a catchweight fight, and you have Sean Woodson seven and one. Now. Taking on uh, Julian Urosa, who's now twenty four and nine, mm. and I'll admit, dude, I don't remember a goddamn thing about this fight. Dude, and I watched this it. fucking dude, fight this was, was a brawl. Yeah, it was a battle. It yeah. was a fucking badass fight, dude. Yeah, it was I don't know why I'm drawing a blank fight. on it, man. Fuck, I, I really yeah. go ahead and talk about it, boys. It was a good fight. I just don't understand why they did it as a catchweight. Like, was there some type of conversation? I think going on? I. Between these I two, think um, I think I want to say Erosa. I think it was a late notice fight. I think that's what they said. Okay. And he and he couldn't make the weight, or somebody had scratched, and it was a late notice fight for him, and he jumped in at a catch weight. Gotcha. Yeah, they said he got noticed like on Wednesday. So, right. but I'm noticing okay. this is was. a continuing theme uh, in these fights. Every fight, there's like two or three guys that are like, oh, yeah, this guy barely found out five days ago he's going to fight. He wasn't even on the UFC roster, and now he's fighting. It's like yeah. two things. I don't know if it's because COVID or what. Yes, COVID. Dana White said it was because of COVID. Okay. But number two, well, now this yeah. fight's coming back to me. So, Arosa was winning this fight going into the third round, right? And uh, no. Yes. Woodson, you mean, was winning it. No, Arosa was winning, but Woodson got the submission at the very end of the fight. No, the other no. way around. The other way around. Woodson's a lengthy boxer. Well, I'm looking he at was, the... He was starching him with jabs Okay, yeah, day. so it was Woodson who was winning, and then Erosa's the one that got the submission at the end of the fight, right? Right. It was like a last... I mean, it was almost the oh, end shit. of the fight when he got the submission. Well, it, it was kind of like... Mike, I, you're right, but it was kind of like back and forth, like... Like, uh, Woodson was winning at the time that he got choked out. Okay. It was close. Yeah. But it it was was a fucking close fight, yeah. 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 
And then, but they got they got fucking uh, performance of the night. Did okay. they really? Really? Yeah. Wow. It they was got really performance good of the night. I mean, it was a fucking brawl, dude. I loved watching those two go at it. I don't know it. how they can get that after that main event, but no, yeah, it was a good fight. But I mean, the main event was just—I don't know. But I—I thought, I thought the submission was pretty dope, though. You don't get to see the Dars chokes too much yeah. unless, it's like, you know, fucking Tony Ferguson. Right. Yeah, he had that shit deep right away too. Yeah, I, I knew it was over as soon as he got it. I was like, he's done. Yeah, <laughs> Cruz and the announcers knew it too. They're like, oh, it's it's tight. It's it's over, you know. Yeah. He was done. But so, Woodson, I guess, was a like a gonna be a pro boxer, and then he got some accident, so he went to MMA or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's it really go too. But he was just jabbing the shit out of Arosa, but Arosa was just eating him and just you know continually moving forward, and, and he was getting some good shots in, but he was <laughs> he ate a lot of punches, man. Yeah. Okay, so the next fight was Takashi Saito, who's 16-3 and three now. Uh, this was a late replacement, Jason Witt, and um, not much to say, dude. Takashi Saito is a fucking savage, though. Yeah. I was looking at yeah. some of the guys he's beaten. He has 10 first-round knockouts, um, yeah. and he's a southpaw. He just came with a, a, a left overhand and knocked this motherfucker out. He tried to scramble. <laughs> And get his bearings. He was in survival mode, trying to get the takedown. And Saito mm-hmm. just held him down and started hitting him in the side of the head, and that was the end of the brawl. Yeah, he's a, he's gonna be a beast, dude. Uh, he just looks like a big. How, what what weight does that guy fight at, dude? Welterweight. Was that a? That was welterweight. Yeah, dude, he's a big welterweight, dude. Yeah, he looked huge in that fight, dude. Yeah, he's legit for sure. He's someone you know, to keep an eye on. You know, it's funny. I told my wife, don't bother me. I'm watching the fights. And then she had the kids upstairs. And then I fucking went to go piss and the fight was over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, damn, I screamed at my wife for no reason. (laughs) You know what? I think that's why I I, uh, don't remember that first fight because I kind of had some bullshit going on here when I was getting situated, so to speak. And I was kind of uh, distracted with the kids. But um, uh, this next fight is a middleweight fight. Brendan Allen defeats uh, Kyle Dawkins. Uh These guys threw a lot of shit, and there was a lot of jiu-jitsu on the ground. And it wasn't just one dude laying on top of the other. I mean, they kept reversing shit and rolling out of shit all day long. Greg, yeah. you probably can speak to this better than any of us. What would you think of this fight? Yeah, I thought I thought it was a good fight. Um, I definitely think it was the right call. I know that the other dude was kind of pissed that he didn't get the, he didn't get the notch on it, but I, I thought it was a good call. I thought it was a real technical fight. Um, I thought not just his jujitsu looked really good, but I thought uh, what's his opponent's name? Kyle. His his counters were were really good too. So I thought it was an all all around really good fight. Adding to all the fights on this card, I thought it was. You know, that's those are the ones I like to see, dude. The ones that are real technical that is a good display of just mixed martial arts where the striking is good, the grappling is good, and you have both guys that are just super skilled that they're almost equaled out, you know. I, I like those type of fights. What I can't figure out is some of these – I think for one judge for sure, and maybe it was two, had this fight 30-27 when, I mean, Kyle Dawkins clearly won the fourth round. And, I mean – 
I think it was yeah. close to even being a 10-8 round. He dominated that entire third round. Um, so I thought the fight was closer than the 30-27 for sure, but I do think Brendan Allen won the fight. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really yeah. evenly matched fight. Like, they even, their stats, their height, their weight, their reach, everything was pretty even, mm-hmm. and I think they were evenly skilled. But looking at the numbers, um, Kyle had more total strikes – um, he had more takedowns. He had more control. But I still think it was the right call because I think Allen did more with those yeah. elbows. Yeah. But it was it was super close. It was a so great. Fight. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been mad. I wouldn't have been mad if it went the other way. But like I said I can see why it went that way. But right. man, some of those scrambles were just fucking out of this world, man. Like. Just to, just to watch it from, I mean, Greg is, is seeing it from the jiu-jitsu standpoint, right? And and mm-hmm. I'm seeing it from the wrestling standpoint. Yeah. Like I'm watching little movements with their knees and with their with their hands and with where, where they're putting their elbows and shit like that. It's like, yeah. fuck, it's so cool to watch that high-level grappling uh, just yeah. in general with, like, wrist control on the inside and, and being able to drag somebody down with just, like, a fucking inside wrist kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are the kind of things that I would that I was looking at at a, at a high level. Like it was fucking pretty cool to watch. Like, you know, that was a legit fight. But I I thought it went the other way, and I wasn't upset that it went to the other guy. But I I did think it it was a real close match. But I thought the other guy had it. Yeah, I would have gone yeah. either way. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't have been mad either way. It yeah. was so close. He for sure won the third round. I mean, it was close yeah. to 10-8. Like, he dominated that third round, but uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, we got the big boys in the next fight. John Volante moving up a weight to heavyweight, and boy, did he show every bit of that. <laughs> I think he was coming in at 255, uh, and you could tell yeah. he was eating fucking donuts and pasta and everything else. We are calling him <laughs> dad bod, dude. Yeah, and he's taking on Maurice Green. Um. This is such a strange fight, man. Like, it, yeah, it's weird. Well, John Volante almost this entire fight was just kicking the living shit out of Maurice Green's legs. And yes, you could see Maurice Green withering in pain this entire time, barely could walk. Yeah. Um, Volante gets one on him in the third round. Maurice Green goes down and he is just unloading fucking everything in the kitchen sink on him. And then it's almost like he just died because he's too fat to continue this barrage <laughs> of fucking uh, bombs. Kind of falls on top. Maurice Green kind of gets him. Um, what's that lock called, Greg? It, it, so I was telling Mike, I talked about this. And, like, I, I, I watched the fights with one of my buddies who's a high-level brown belt. And when he got him in that choke, we're going, what the fuck is that? And it was kind of like a modified head and arm choke, kind of. Mm-hmm. and if, if you want to see like a, like a real uh like like look if you look at what a real head and arm choke is usually they're on their back and you you get them on their side and it's you know, their arm presses up against their one side and you have their other side and it's it's a carotid artery choke where it puts them to sleep right and he had it from the bottom but it was just really weird and we're sitting there going dude did he tap just because he just he basically suffocated him because you you notice he's not tapping and then all of a sudden he kind of shifts it to where his face is in his chest and I think mm. he panicked and couldn't breathe and he tapped because of that. I don't think he was getting blood choked on it. So we were trying to figure that out because it was super weird, dude. 
But it was like I think a there's a couple things. I think there's a couple things that that went on there. Uh, number one, he was fucking gassed out. Yeah. Yeah. Like when when I say E, that shit went fucking back around E, back to full, bro. I mean that shit was fucking. He was gone. Yeah. yeah. And when that got when 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 Green put the choke on him, I seen I I seen it too, Greg. When yeah. when he cinched it up. Yeah. He at first he just kind of had like hooks. Yeah. Right under hooks, and then he cinched it up, and I saw it, and I was like, ooh, that looks mean. But you got to remember, Green was like fucking nine feet taller than this guy, right? Yeah. So his, so his fucking reach and everything like that, I mean, maybe it did work. But I know for yeah. a fact that he was fucking smoked for sure. For but sure. Long arms probably I, helped. I, I really do think he, he had his face shoved into his chest and he was so gassed and out of breath that he just felt like he couldn't breathe and he fucking tapped yeah. because he was just out of air. I I. I know how that is when you're getting smothered and you're fucking already exhausted and it, you kind of go into this state of panic, dude. And yeah. I think he just tapped, you know, yeah. the announcer, the announcers couldn't even, they didn't even know what to call it. And they yeah. had the same, you know, analogy. They were like, I think he was just tired and he got, he panicked like, cause he yeah. had on me where he couldn't breathe and he just kind of panicked. Basically like, called it Pakistani handcuffs and Dom was like, I've never heard that term. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never heard that, dude. I never. I mean, I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting it's a move. Yeah. But I've never heard of it, dude. So I was like, well, I know how I know how Vellante felt, how gassed out he was, because every time I walk upstairs, there's like ten of them. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! After the fight, I know how he um, feels. Maurice Green was uh, really emotional. Uh, yeah, he couldn't yeah. even talk really i'm looking did at you see why shit, dude I'm looking did, at you, did you hear why he, why he was so emotional yeah because he was if he won this fight he was going to be able to move his family to new mexico or whatever and you know start his career so it was really emotional for him he was on a two fight losing streak also mm-hmm. and he pretty much felt he said he felt like like uh, that was his job on the line and he couldn't mm-hmm. even talk, man. I mean, that yeah. was pretty cool. It yeah. should be John Volante's job on the line because he's 17 and 12 now. I mean, yeah, his but, record sucks, dude. Uh, how many elbows do you have to take in the face before they stop the fight, That's though, true. too? They could have stopped it. Yeah, if this was a, a different ref, it might have fucking went the other way, you know? He took, yeah. I don't know, five to eight elbows square on his fucking face, dude. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Well, I think if that dude fights Tanner Bozer in his next fight, he's going to go to sleep. That's what's going to happen, guaranteed. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He might too. move back to wherever the yeah. fuck he's yeah. from. Yeah. yeah I, I was oh. not impressed, dude. I thought that fool. Full... looks slow. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I see other big dudes, you know, you see guys like, like, uh, Volkoff, and you see guys. Is like scattered than that guy did, dude. Yeah. Kind of like a lot, dude. Yeah, it wasn't impressive no. at all. Well, but it yeah. kind of goes back to the point fight. where, like, like what's really going on in that fucking heavyweight division, bro? Yeah. I mean, it's like you have Stipe, you have Cormier right now. I mean, he's going to be out after Stipe. Yeah. And you got fucking, um, uh, like you I said, the skyscraper. He came back off of fucking retirement. Yeah. But what the fuck? He's gonna look like a heavyweight. He's supposed to be fighting two hundred fives. Right. I mean that I whole fucking somewhere. 
Yeah, I mean, what, what, what I mean, the, the, I think like, I think like the top four maybe, and that's it. Like everybody else is like scrub action. Yeah, I mean, like look at, look at, I'm looking right now, dude, just switching gears a minute to the heavyweight top 10. And Walt Harris is number nine. He just lost. Volkov Horrible. is number eight. He just lost. Overeem uh, is number seven. He, he just won. Uh, Rosenstrike just lost. Junior Dos Santos, I can't even remember his last fight, if he won or not. <laughs> yeah, Derek Lewis remember. is number four. Curtis Blades is number three. And all these guys have, like, I mean, Curtis Blades hasn't had a title shot, but he lost Nagano twice. His fights are boring as fuck. It, yeah, like, he didn't look that good at that last fight. His wrestling's unstoppable. Don't well, get me wrong. The guy's wrestling is fucking top-notch. But yeah. with, I'm just going through the eyes of the promoter of Dana White. He does not want to put that guy in a main event. He just doesn't. He's a right. John Fitch. No. That's the perfect example I can give you is he's a John Fitch. The guy was fucking unstoppable, basically beat everybody, and he was just – nobody was, was excited to see John Fitch fight, so he just never put him in those title fights. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, even even Derek Lewis, like the fucking Black Beast, it's like – okay, forget who, who he was for a second. Like fucking Daniel Cormier just – took him down and slapped him on his belly like he was messing with a fucking freshman. Like, he doesn't yeah. have, he doesn't have, like, the yeah. full MMA, he's not fully round <laughs> like that, you know no, what I mean? No. And either, and I don't think Blades is either, like, no. you think fucking Blades, you think Curtis Blades is gonna touch a fucking hair on DC's leg, dude? You're fucking no. nuts if you think that, bro. Yeah. As, as good of a wrestler as he is, DC is on another level. DC he is was, like a fucking... This guy's this guy's a freshman compared to DC, bro. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Outside out, outside of DC and Stipe, uh, and this is being realistic, and I'm not even counting Nagano in there. They're the most complete package heavyweight. Right, 100%. they're the guys that can strike and grapple, and they can last five rounds. Those are your championship fighters right there. Nagano hits like a ton of bricks. We don't know if he can go five rounds. We don't know how he is on the ground. We don't know any of that shit. He, yeah, you know, plus his last about fight. Gla- I mean. Nagano was doing the same thing he always does is just throw wild bombs yeah. around and he tried to do yeah. that with Stipe and Stipe made him look fucking stupid, you know? That's what I'm saying. You put him in, you put Nagano in yeah. against a well-rounded fighter like Cormier or Stipe, yeah. he's not going to be the same fighter. He's not going to be that 13-second knockout artist, you know? Right. Yeah. So, what about Glover, Teixeira, or Overeem? Well, Teixeira is a 205-pounder. He, he's, he's a light heavyweight. Teixeira yes. shows up to the fucking arena with a fucking walker, bro. Stop it. <laughs> hey, dude, he's on the road, though. In his last fight, dude, he looked fucking good, dude. Yeah, he looked really I, good. I'm not saying he didn't look good, but he's 104, bro. But like, I agree. He's old, yeah, but he, yeah. he fucking – he made uh, Anthony Smith look like a bitch, dude. The problem with Overeem is he's lost to all these guys we're just talking about. He's lost in the gun. Yeah, right. He's but, the, but the crazy, he's crazy thing. I know he got knocked out by Blades, though. Stipe beat him, uh, you know. Dude, yeah, and, and Ngannou fucking knocked out over him so nasty. I thought That's his right. head fell off. Blades knocked yeah. him out nasty yeah. too, real bad. But, but here's the thing: as 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 on the decline as Overeem's been, he's still ranked seven. He's still in the title contention rank yeah. because of how shitty that division is. That's what yeah. right, and that's exactly to my point. That's exactly the point. Is like the top fucking four, maybe, and then you have like DC and Stipe, like way the fuck up here and 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 even just even just to say like uh, maybe i'm being biased but 
DC's wrestling is so much at a higher level. He, he, if he wrestles Stipe, it's over. Yeah, he's going to win. He'll win the fight. It's over. He, yeah. He's, it's, it, there's nothing Stipe can do on the ground or to, to stop a takedown if fucking DC wants to take him down. It's the bottom line. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I was surprised he tried to stand with him that last fight. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when that, that's why he got fucked up. And his coaches were screaming at him, fucking wrestle, wrestle, take him down, take him down. Yeah. And he, he didn't he do needs it. to rely on that for sure. This next fight coming up, though, DC's 41 years old now, and you weren't on the show, Greg, when we were talking about this, but yeah. he's got to cut like 40 pounds just to make fucking heavyweights. Yeah, he's a fat boy, dude. Yeah. He looks big. I don't know yeah. if that's uh, going to play into his favor or not, but, you know, it remains to be seen. But um, Yeah, I love right. watching the videos of Khabib talking shit to, to yeah. Cormier. <laughs> he's like, come here, what'd you say, fat boy? Yeah, he looks big, dude. I was yeah. like, man. He but, blew up. He carries the weight good, man, because I've seen him in heavyweight looking fat as fuck, and he's still conditioned, dude. He's like big country, dude. They, they, they carry their weight well, dude. Well, I was telling these boys last week, uh, when, when uh, the state tournament happened for high school wrestling last year, um, I, I saw DC. He was coaching his Gilroy kids, and uh. he is a fucking – like, he's not like – He's not like a fucking seven foot, like what you think. Like he's a lot smaller in person, but yeah. he's a fucking big guy. I mean, wide, his yeah. fucking hands, his head, yeah. his fucking legs and ass. I mean, he's like, he's like a big guy, dude. Like yeah. a tank. He's thick. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's that wrestling fucking after you're cutting weight your whole life. Yeah. And then you fucking get thick. Yeah. Yeah, he's thick, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this next fight... <laughs> really like got everybody's curiosity we've heard all the talk mike perry didn't have anybody in his corner except his girlfriend um uh, here he goes fighting mickey gall and listen he won the fight it, you know he got the decision and he should have won but i thought he looked like shit dude does anybody else agree here i i i concur with that i thought yeah. his stand-up looked really sloppy I think strength and power is the only thing that won him that fight, dude. Yes. He could tell his footwork was off, very sloppy. He was throwing punches like a street fight where he's, like, slapping the guys in the side of the head. He wasn't twisting into his punches and turning. He, right. he, wasn't, he didn't have his guard up a lot of the time. I mean, the only thing he did was just overpower Mickey Gall, who I question if Mickey Gall should even be in the UFC. They brought this motherfucker in to fight CM Punk. And what has he done since then? He's six and three now, like, and he's in the semi-main event of this card. Like, he has his, he got that name just for fighting CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, he looked good in the first round. Like, it was close. Um, but yeah, Perry was super sloppy. Um, I, I think Gall was holding his own at the beginning, and then I think by the third, he was just kind of gassing out, and. uh Mike Perry just he just overpowered him, you know. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 call it what it is, right? Mike Perry is never going to be the fucking poster boy for the UFC. That they they like they like how he's fucking a little raw and a little dirty, a, and a little fucking yeah. Right, he's his a draw. An, his and antics. There you go, dog. He's a fucking draw. No matter what he does, 
he's going to bring his girl in the corner. He's a fucking draw, bro. And everybody loved it. Millions of people loved it. But one thing good that I'm going to say about Mike Perry, because he'll probably find me and beat me up, <laughs> is the fucking guy has gas, bro. Yeah. He was throwing fucking bombs the whole fight. Yeah. He didn't look as sharp, but he fucking, he went all three. Yeah. And he didn't, and he looked, and then and Mickey Gall looked fucking thrashed bro yeah and mike perry was still fucking walking him down punching him whenever he wanted taking him taking him to fucking you know taking well, him down he was him in tremendous time, shape like he spent all of his time conditioning not sparring and you could tell you yeah, know but when right. he's got his chick holding the fucking pads for him i mean what is he doing is, you know piecing <laughs> her up in a sparring match like <laughs> yeah. come on dude yeah. I, I watched him i watched mike perry's bag work um, on Instagram, and I knew right there that he's off. He's not working with an actual boxing coach and getting his his boxing down at all, dude. Because the punches looked like shit. The, the uh, I mean, mm -hmm. it just he, it wasn't there, dude. It, it just wasn't there. But he's that, fucking strong. That's the thing. He's a big uh, welterweight man. Yeah, dude. Like when you see him hitting the pads, because I watched the same thing, which I was cracking up dude because she just has them like 10 feet above her head yeah and you know you guys know like yeah, yeah. When, you're hitting, when you're hitting pads with somebody who's who knows what they're doing they're calling out numbers they're calling out your combinations Combos, right. they want you to do a one two and a hook or whatever they're calling out your combinations that they want and she's not saying shit she's just sitting there holding it like fucking, you know so she's like, getting her fucking shoulder rotator cuffs blown out yeah, yeah. every time he fucking punches like, how is he – what is he doing? Because he's not training for – you know, I told Mike, if he would have fought anybody else – first of all, let's, like, Mike Perry's not even in the top 15, dude. No, he's not. No. And I'm like, if he would have fought anybody probably in that top top 15, he probably would have got smoked, dude. Yes. You know, but he well, does have a gas tank. I didn't realize that when he fought uh, Cowboy, uh, Oliveira. I'm like, he, he fucking went hard on that one. Mm -hmm. But any of these other well, guys, dude, they're going to smoke him, dude. That, that goes back to the point, like, that goes back to the point where he's just not, I mean, he's, he's, he's literally fighting for the next paycheck. He's right. not fighting to get a title. He's not fighting to be the best in the UFC. He's not even training for that because if he was fucking serious, come on, bro, he wouldn't have his fucking girl in the corner. He would have a legit team and he, you know, ready to have his back and ready to fucking go to war with him. And that's what it takes to, it, he says, you know, oh, it's just me in there. Yeah, it is just you in there. But it's it's the people that you have behind you, your team, your crew, your fucking, you know, sparring partners, your grappling partners, your fucking Muay Thai partners that are fucking taking you to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but he and, said and he was looking for a team after this. And me and Mike were talking about this earlier. Like, um, he, he's, I guess he's getting hunted by the IRS. So maybe this guy doesn't even have money to hire a team. I think that's but, what it comes yeah. down to. I think he Could did be. this because he couldn't afford to hire a team. Yeah. Be, you know, man. his he, timing was off, but the dude, like they were even saying, he's just a fighter. Like he's a street fighter. Like he can brawl. And, and that's what won him this fight too. And I, I also think it was because of the weaker opponent, but yeah. the dude can fight. <laughs> yeah, you he, know, I don't know. I'm, I'm all for teams, man. I think, I think when you're, you're a fighter, you're, you know, anybody doing combat sports, you're, you're in there. You don't really understand a real idea of what your strengths and your weaknesses are. I mean, you have an idea, but 
when you have somebody that's watching you third party and they can kind of make your adjustments or give you, Hey, you know what? You do this a lot or you do that a lot and make your adjustments to where mm-hmm. when you go in there, you have that knowledge and you kind of say like, all right, this and that. And cause you, it's different. I think when you're watching the fight from third party and then you're in the fight, you know? Right. So, you need uh, outside eyes it. on it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't and think that, it's that he didn't want one. It it just he didn't have one because at the after he's like, yeah, I'm looking for a team and this and that. So yeah, I don't know what the deal is there. Honestly. She was giving him sound advice in the corner. She was like, you're doing good. <laughs> Great job. Where do you, where do you want ice? <laughs> oh yeah, she was keeping that ice on the top ice of your head. Cool, okay. She's on the outside, <laughs> Sam. Punch him in the face. <laughs> no, no, I, dude, when she came out with the fucking ice in the bucket, dude, I was laughing so hard, dude. Uh, I was just was... like, there it is. That's what we've all been waiting for. The yeah. people on Twitter, dude, I forget who that it was. was awesome. It was Jeremy Stevens, I think, said, that's it. I'm firing my team and I'm having my wife train me. So check this out. So he fights in the welterweight division. And not to like mm. totally get into all the rankings and all that, but I'm going to name these names off here that are – in the top 10 and we'll see okay. if you guys think he can beat any of these guys you got number 10 nate diaz yeah no i do <laughs> i think he could probably beat him with yeah, the with the proper he, camp and a team i don't think nate diaz should be ranked number 10 dude to be honest with you no number nine hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up did you see what cowboy did to fucking mike perry yeah Nate Diaz will fucking rip his arm off, bro. Yeah, but if it um, if it goes to the ground, which it probably will, yeah, that's true. Nate Diaz will fucking lock him up, and you know yeah, that. I can see that, and I I don't I know Nate Diaz is really hard to to knock out, so you have a good point. Number but nine, does he even RDA. fight anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number yeah, nine, RDA. No, I don't think RDA sucks. I think he could beat RDA. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, number eight, Chesia. No, no, Mike, Michael Chiesa. I don't think he can be. No. Yes, yeah. But hold on, if you want to talk about it, let's fucking talk about it for a second. Like Chiesa, what the fuck has he done? Where's he at? He, like, he looked fucking awesome his last few fights, dude. He he looked fucking beast at one seventy. When's the last time he fought? Why why do I feel like I don't even remember the last time he fought? Uh, dude, he recently he probably just don't. Fought. Who was it? He actually beat somebody good too. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Let me see this. Let me look this up. Well, while me... you look that up, we got Damian Maya at beat, number seven. All right, he beat Carlos Condit, Diego Sanchez, and Carlos RDA Condit. all in a row. On, dude. Okay, stop it right now, Mr. Hey, hold on. You're Let's fucking saying Carlos Condit? He was – Carlos Condit could fuck it. <laughs> Come on, bro. He was, he was good back in the day. Back Carlos in the day, he was good, ago. but – I mean, Condit that's just – Condit was just a name, dude. He, Condit he, now is just a name. He's undefeated right now at 170. Who is? Michael Chiesa. Yeah, but he he was on a retirement tour, dude. He fucking beat Carlos Condit, Diego Sanchez, and RDA, who's probably on his way out too. Yeah. Yeah, but do you guys guys think Mike Mike Perry could beat those guys too? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I think so. Really? I think – Dude, fucking – So he's got uh, a chance here in the top ten. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Damian Maya. Damian Maya is number seven. Damian Maya lock his ass up, bro. Yeah, I think I think Damian Maya's his experience and his jiu-jitsu can beat him. Yeah, Damian Maya yeah. will fucking lock him up. 
Yeah. Steven Thompson will destroy him in stand-up. Yeah. Karate his ass to the deck to the ground, bro. Tyron Woodley maybe has a chance. Like shit, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think as sloppy as Mike Perry is, I think Tyron Woodley would mop him up, dude. Yeah, John Tyron Edwards, Woodley man. would fucking knock him out. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And rap to him on the way down. I think Woodley is days are numbered. Yeah. Okay, I think Mike he, Perry would fuck him up. He ain't beating Leon Edwards. He ain't beating Game no. Red. No, no, definitely not. He ain't gonna beat Colby, I don't think, unless he gets one on him. Mm, No, definitely ain't beating Burns, and he ain't gonna beat Usman, who's the champion. So, but you know what I'll tell you though, rank rank these number ten through one, and every one of these would be a fun fight to watch him fight, dude. Yeah, 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 you're right. Perry fight any one of those guys, dude. Well, the fight you're you're talking about for him next possibly is Lawler. Which he called him out a long time ago. Remember, he yeah. did this whole, I know everybody wants to see me beat up Robbie Lawler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think he could beat Lawler because I think Lawler's like on the decline big time. They're um, styles, though, dude, because Perry's really aggro and very in your face. And Lawler likes to wait, dude. He likes to wait and conserve his punches, but then throws with fucking fury, dude. Yeah. That would be, a, that would be an interesting, weird matchup, in my opinion, dude. He's a slow starter, dude. All right, so this brings us Okay, to... let me ask this question. Oh. Let me ask this question. Sorry, 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 Mike. Let me oh, ask this shoot, question. Shoot. Who has more CTE, Lawler or Diego Sanchez? Diego Sanchez. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Diego. I agree. Yeah, Diego with his new coach, his McDojo coach playing touch butt, that's the fucking all-time <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that is the crit. That is the fucking craziest dynamic I've ever fucking seen, bro. Yeah. And he like loves it. His coach, his massage therapist, his his lover. I don't know. He's like everything to Diego right now, dude. And if what you hear Perry so joins his camp. <laughs> so bad, dude. Like his last fight, he's like making force fields. and. and yeah, he's like always that. been like that, though. He's always dude. been a weird, weird character. He's, he's in an all-time weird right now, dude. Who's better, yeah. Latoya or Diego's coach? Latoya Jackson? Isn't that his, Mike Perry's girlfriend's name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know her name. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what her Which name definitely, is. Definitely the girlfriend, bro. Yeah, I agree. Well, because I saw the interview, uh, like, post-fight, too, and the ESPN guys were like, well, this is the star of the show right here. Why don't you introduce yourself? And she was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's, she's like, getting I'm mass like, followers now, dude. So that's awesome. Um, all right, so this brings us to the main event: Dustin Poirier taking on Dan Hooker, and boy, was this a fucking yes! Yeah. God damn, these guys just went hell for leather. This um, was this is fucking fight of the year for me, dude. I mean, this between this and the Joanna fight, this is fucking fight of the year, dude. This was badass, dude. I would say I agree. this is above the Joanna fight for me. One, the Joanna fight was awesome, but it was awesome because it was two chicks that had great stand-up. And this one I would put above it because this had everything, dude. This had high-level grappling. This had high-level striking. This had hard hits. This had technicality to it. Like I told Mike, dude, there was – this showed toughness and heart. I said there was so many times that Hooker was in – submissions that were like dude he's done that guillotine's tight he even readjusted and made it even tighter and he still got out of it 
Then he gets him in uh, the arm, arm bar, bar that yeah. snaps his arm in half. I thought that was over. I thought it was over at that point. Dude, Poirier crazy. is filled high-level black belt, dude. And I'm like, dude, he knows what he's doing. He knows his technique was perfect, and he still got out of it, dude. So hats off oh. to Dan Hooker. Hats off to Dustin Poirier. To me, that was fight of the year, dude. I'll tell you something I don't think I've ever seen, or at least that I can remember in recent memory. The second round, these two were fighting in a fucking phone booth. I mean, they were yeah. so close to each other. And I was watching Poye. I watched this fight twice. And Hooker, they're in the clinch. And as they're coming out of it, Dustin Poye is karate chopping Dan Hooker in the side of the neck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Badass. Like a backwards karate chop, too. Yeah, dude. It was <laughs> awesome, man. And he was I like, mean, he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, the, yeah. I mean, the second round is one of the greatest rounds of any fight ever, and a lot of people are saying that. And like I said, they, it was a rocky fight. They forgot to block. They were just hitting each other in the face over and over and over again. And then yeah. as the rounds got later, like you said, the uh, hooker was getting some take. Yeah, hooker, hooker almost ended this at the end of the second round when he hit uh, Poirier with the uh, rising knee. And yeah, really, and the elbow. Oh, he yeah. followed up with the elbow, yeah. and uh, he was rocked. Yeah. I, I, I think if the round didn't end right there, I think he might have been able to finish him because he was – he even admitted he was rocked yeah. at that point. Yeah. I was just about to say that he admitted it in the in the post fight that he yeah. the only the only time he was hurt when it when when homeboy came up with that knee yeah and fucking stunned him and he was fucking on yeah on wobbly legs um but I text this to uh, well I text this to you guys um if I think if Hooker wouldn't have ran out of gas I think it would have had to come down to the fifth round because I think it was a super even fight all the yeah. way between like. Like they were fucking going at it now. Yeah. Now that just shows when you're at a high level, like Poirier is, and I, like I think I said, I think I told Mike, like I wanted, I wanted Poirier to win, but I I like the dog sometimes, and and it was almost looking like the dog was gonna win this fight, but it just goes to show that fucking that experience, being in there with Khabib, being in there with fucking. Gaethje being in there with fucking you know uh, Holloway Max Max Holloway yeah, yeah like yep. those fights he knows how to survive those things and he knows how to get through those things you know what I mean and it's just like that's what pushed him over the edge because Hooker even though he goes five rounds and he does these kind of things it's not I don't think he's fought high level like Khabib or like one of these guys that that take him into those no not in know. five rounds either I think. Hooker won the first two rounds, and then I mean it was uh, it was close, but he won, I think he won the first two, and then you know the next two, Poye uh, won those two, and it went and the, going into the fifth, I think it was a tie, but yeah, Poye is just like he's a ultimate competitor, dude. He he took massive shots, and he just kept going forward, and he wasn't stopping. He was he was relentless, dude. He was not yeah. gonna lose this fight, dude. It was. It was awesome to watch. I saw the criticisms too for Hooker that he has a, a short gas tank, and I, I disagree with that. I think I, I disagree too. I think guys going hell for leather like that and giving everything yeah. they got, man. Like, dude, fuck. he took massive shots that whole yeah. fucking fight, dude. I I couldn't believe he's still standing. Uh, yeah. Poye was hitting him with everything he could dish out, and the guy was taking it. And I was like, man, this guy. Yeah. 
It's got a chin, you know? We all know Poirier hits hard, dude. That guy's yeah. dropped a lot of dudes, man. Yeah. I mean, he dropped Gaethje, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Dude, that, I mean, that Gaethje right. doesn't go down, bro. That, that, so that, just, that just shows the toughness of Hooker. And, you know, those studs from Australia, or New Zealand, wherever he's from, I mean, those guys are those guys are studs, dude. They're fucking rocking over there. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the, the the question here with this is, this division, especially at the top, is one of the most stacked divisions in UFC history. You got Hooker number five, Conor McGregor number four, Dustin Poirier is three, Tony Ferguson is two, and Gaethje is one, and then you got Khabib the Khabib. champ. So. Dude. Yeah, you know, everybody's throwing out um, that Ferguson and Poirier need to lock up next, or Poirier runs it back with Conor McGregor. Uh, what do you guys think? We'll start with you, Rich. Let's start with you, Rich. Um, I think a Poirier and a McGregor would be a good fight. A rematch? Uh, yeah, a rematch, because obviously Poirier got knocked out in like 20 seconds or – whatever the fuck it was the first time or I don't know what it was. It was something quick though, wasn't it? Like it was a minute? real quick. Yeah. He smoked remember. him. I think it yeah, was 45 fucking, seconds. If I'm not mistaken. He, yeah. He fucking smoked him hard and it was just like, and then obviously uh, Poirier has gotten a lot better since then. You know, I, I don't think he's on McGregor's level. I think McGregor, I think they go the full rounds or maybe, maybe McGregor knocks him out in the second or third, but I don't think it's a 20 second fight. Like, like the first one. Well, in case I don't think you're tuning into this show for the first time too. Rick Rich is a out of the closet <laughs> McConnor McGregor dick writer. So let's just big yeah, throw that disclaimer out here. Big, big time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what do you think's next for Poye? Uh, I would like to see either one of those fights. I think they would be really entertaining. Um, I think if he ran it back with Connor, I think it would be good because I think they're both way different fighters than the first time. Mm-hmm. I think Poirier is way better, and I think McGregor is not as good as he was. I mean, what's the last fight he won that was actual, like a significant fighter? Cowboy. Oh, you mean all the belts he took home? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. How many times did he defend those belts? Uh, all the belts he took home. Zero. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I but Cowboy lost his last like five fights. Yeah, I think. Well, I think I do think I think Poirier versus. McGregor is the fight to make because they fought in the past. McGregor beat him. Poirier is a much different fighter now than he was back then. Um, and you know what? If he fucking beats Connor, dude, that's a huge step for, for Poirier, dude. He's right back in that title contention. That's a big money fight for him, which would be good. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the other fight to make is, is Hooker versus Tony Ferguson, dude. I think both guys are coming off a loss. Both guys like to stand up and bang. Both guys are well-rounded martial artists. We've seen right now that that Hooker can get out of deep water submissions, which Tony Ferguson brings a lot of people into. That fight is really interesting to me. This fucking division is probably the scariest division in MMA, dude. Uh, I think yeah, it's stacked. Even if you look the guys past Dan Hooker, Paul Felder at number six, which we don't know if he's retired or not. Charles Oliveira, that's the dude I'm hot on right now. I think Oliveira is future champion status. Maybe not with Khabib in the ranks but if he retires or whatever i think charles Oliveira is going to be the dude to watch in my opinion he's on a freaking eight out of nine fight win streak right now 
He's beaten some – he destroyed Kevin Lee in his last fight. I want to see that guy get into the mix. There's a lot of good things. Uh, I've heard some talk fight. that Hooker fights down. Um, he's been fighting up the last three fights. So, you know, maybe since he's coming off of a loss, he does fight a Charles Oliveira and see where it goes from there. That would be a good fight. I would be excited to see that fight, dude. Yeah, yeah I would like. I like that fight. I like that yeah. fight. I like that. I also like what you said, Ferguson versus Hooker. That would be a fucking Both fights would be good, dude. arm burner, too. That thing would be a battle. Yeah, I, I think if you take any of those guys in the, in the top, I would say, I don't know about I, I, L.I. Quinta, dude. I mean, he's mm. okay to watch sometimes, but I'm looking at basically from like Kevin Lee, even though he's in a weird funk, up. Any of those guys mixed in with each other, man, those are good fights, dude. All these guys are tough as fuck, dude. All right, let me ask you this question. What we saw with Dan Hooker – this past weekend with his striking and his kicks. Yeah. You think you think Tony Ferguson doesn't get pieced up like he did against Gaethje? He very, very, very well could, dude. He very well could. It's like, a different For style. some reason it looks like it looks like Tony Ferguson kinda kinda took a step back. But here's but like I said last time, here's what I do know. He wasn't training for a striking match. Yeah. He was training for a fucking grappling match. And I think that's that's what I think that's what did it. Yeah, he, he 100% was training for a, a grappling match. That was a big part of why he had Eddie Bravo as main dude in his corner. Um, and I just think he underestimated how technical Gaethje was. And to be honest with you, dude, that was the most technical I've seen Gaethje, dude. Yeah, I don't, for sure. Gaethje usually takes a million shots and then yeah. lands a few because he's tough as nails. He didn't take that much from Tony Ferguson. He just lit him up, dude. Yeah, and, and you're super disciplined in that fight. And, and he didn't go at, wild. If you look at Gaethje's fighting style and you look at Dan Hooker's fighting style, it's a very, very different striking where I think Hooker and Poirier have almost very similar styles. They're very short and they throw hooks. They throw mm -hmm. short hooks back and forth, you know, and Gaethje doesn't. Gaethje likes to throw his jab and then he likes to wind up for the big, I'm going to knock your head yeah. off shot. Right. So I think... I don't know. It would be interesting to see Tony Ferguson matched up with somebody like Dan Hooker, you know? I mean, I don't really know what's next for Tony Ferguson, to be honest with you. I, I was just going to say that about about Gaethje. Like, like, I don't know. For some reason, I really don't – I'm really not hot on Gaethje, bro. Like, like, and that was my reasoning. Like, what has he really done besides this T Tony Ferguson fight? I mean, he doesn't really look – he didn't really look as – um, technical um, in any other fights than he did against Tony Ferguson mm -hmm. at at all. Like, and and to me, Gaethje's like, he, he's not. I can't say he's not that good because he's fighting Khabib next, but I just don't see. I don't see what Gaethje has. I, I just don't see it. I mean, he's tough. He 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 can walk through walls. I mean, but I just don't see what he has. I'm I'm not sold on him. I don't know. Um, there are two more things I'll say about the main event. One point. Mike, your 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 sound is. Yeah, you're kind of scratchy. Yeah, sounds it's like technical fucking robot. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, I I look back too, and, I, and I'm gonna go with you on that one, and and look at some of the guys that Gaethje's beaten, which you know. Michael Johnson, okay, he's also lost to a lot of people. James Vick, Edson Barboza, that was a good win in my opinion. Cerrone, who's definitely on the decline. Tony Ferguson, I think, was his best win. But then again, 
He got knocked the fuck out by Dustin Poirier. Got knocked the fuck right. out by Eddie Alvarez. Yes. And you go, okay, how would Eddie Alvarez, and we saw how Dustin Poirier did against Khabib. Do you really think that Gaethje's going to go out there and beat Khabib? I don't. No. Fuck no. He's going to get fucking mauled again like everybody else. He's yeah. going to get taken down and beat the fuck up and probably choked and poked in the eye or some shit, dude. Yeah. It's just – Can you guys I don't, know, I don't see any yeah. – Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two more things about the main event. One, Dustin Poirier got punched in the dick twice and just shook it off. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. And then yeah. um, number two, every time Dustin Poirier gets taken down, he tries to go for a guillotine and it never fucking works. Do you think that's going to cost him in the future? No. I mean, I, I, I think Greg can speak to that. Like, you, your arms get super tired, don't they, when you fucking... Yeah, it, it does, but he's doing the right thing, and his, te- his technique's right, dude. And he just happened to fight somebody who can fight out of those, dude. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he went for it at the right time. It was deep. Those were fucking deep, it was too. Deep. There's it a was, lot of people that probably would have tapped to that, dude. But you know they what were mean? super slippery at the point, bloody and sweaty. Um, I think he did it too many times. Um, but to use it as like a takedown defense, like he did, was smart. Yeah, but I, I I think he overdid it a couple times where he kind of put himself in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was deep, and and to be honest, he he doesn't finish a lot of people. He finishes more people with like the the crazy arm bars. Like he finished Holloway with an arm bar, and when he got him in the arm bar, I was like, I I thought for sure it was a done deal, dude. I thought his, yeah. he, I actually thought his arm was gonna snap, dude. Like, yeah. I really did. I thought he was going to Frank near him, dude. And, it looked uh, like it. But he's just tough, man. He's fucking tough as nails, dude. And there's just some guys that just don't tap, dude. You know? I mean, yeah. the main thing with the guillotine that you want to look for is you want to see if it's underneath their chin. If it's underneath their chin, then it's deep. It, it's 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 then the right spot to where, you know, because a lot of guys try to get it and it's on their, their, their jaw or their chin. But if it's underneath their chin and it's deep, then he's got it. And he had it both times underneath his chin. He had his elbow lifted high. He had everything he needed to do to get that thing done. And he just toughed out of it, dude. The second time, I think he was a lot more tired. Yeah. You can just see his neck stretching, dude. I'm like, it's fucking deep, dude. Yeah. So just my hats off to to Dan Hufford, dude. He's got incredible submission defense, dude. That's I I think think that's just a lot of I mean a lot of fucking balls too. Because I tell you, when I saw it that deep, I was like, I was tapping, bro. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, fucking get out of that thing, bro. Like, yeah, it's over. He he did good, man. He you know. And, and, and Poirier did well as well. That's why I said I think this is fight of the year, dude. The, the transitions they were doing, like, he went from that arm bar, which was a kind of weird spot to begin with, where it was kind of straight up. He's pushing against the thumb and then ends up being to where his arm bends. And then Poirier switches automatically to an omoplata and tries to go for that. He kind of rolls through. I was like, dude, this is a high-level fucking grappling match, yeah. dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it was, it was awesome. I, I was impressed, dude. Big time. Well... Uh, there's pretty much no news, so there's nothing to get into there. And this is this conversation has taken up pretty much the majority of our time. Yeah. So uh, next <laughs> week we'll be. Hey, what about John Jones? We never touched on him. What about John Jones? Do you, do you think he's coming back, or also the the private message that uh, Paul Costa sent to him? I heard he, fake, he, dude. he blasted it all over Twitter, and then he deleted it. 
That dude's yes. fucking so stupid, dude. I can't stand John Jones. Yeah. Is he that's like a bitch-ass move, bro. That's, that's a bitch a move. Big time. He's trying, to, he's trying to call Tyson out. He's trying to call out middleweights. He's talking about retiring. I just feel like he's doing everything in his power right now to duck a rematch, dude. He, he's saying he'll sit out three years. But, but it's, like, the- it's like Chael Sonnen says, dude. He's like, what does that mean? That means, oh, I'm coming back for sure, but I'm, you know, I'm going to sit out for three years. Like, what is that going to do for anything? You're not threatening anybody with that. No, he won't be worth the shit after three years when he comes back. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so stupid because these guys have fights on their contract where they say, okay, the UFC's like, you have six guaranteed fights that we're going to give you. We'll offer you fights. It's up to you if you want to take the fights or not. So even if he comes back in three years, he's still under contract with the UFC. He's fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, Curtis no. Blades is trying, saying he's going to sit out now, too. Like, Dana White gives a fuck about that guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a lot of stars, though, that are, you know, Connor's sitting out or retiring or whatever for whatever reason. Gamebred's doing it. Um, Nunez even talked about retiring, too. Right. Amanda. But not for the same reasons, I don't think. But um, oh. a lot of their quote unquote stars are deciding to just take a seat. And. Cejudo. Cejudo, yep, same same thing. Um, I mean, it all has to do with the it all has to do with the money issue. Uh, obviously, that's what we're we're hinting at and getting at. Um, but I mean, dude, if you look at Mike Tyson's fucking Instagram videos, which I don't have none of that bullshit, but I've seen him. He would well, fucking how'd you knock, see those switch. No. He would, yeah, he would <laughs> knock out fucking um, at fifty three or however old he is. He would knock out John Jones in a fucking John Jones is, or Mike Tyson's trying to call him out too because he's. I saw Mike Tyson doing an interview where he was laying on his bed for some fucking reason, and um, he's talking to a guy. Well, Mike Tyson. Well, yeah, and he was just like, you know, MMA they don't make any money. If if John Jones wants to make the money, he's got to come fight me. And, you yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, ten he's million right. dollars. Yeah, and he he's yeah. right because boxing. It's- it seems like boxing is not as popular as MMA, but for some reason they make way more money. Yeah, a um, hundred million. But you I know, is John Jones and Mike Tyson in a boxing match? That's one seven-minute round. That's it. It's funny so though, Mike like ass out, and they'll just go balls to the wall and throw everything they got. If you talk to minutes. the majority of the guys that, that like we work with. Um, they're all boxing fans. They're not MMA fans. So maybe yeah. there's something to that. Maybe perception is not reality in this case. And no, it's, I think Mike, I think it's like, I think it's like when, um, when you're a diehard fan of anything, bro. And it's like, nothing's better than this. You know, like I'm, I'm yeah. only a wrestler. Jiu-jitsu sucks. Or I'm only a wrestler. Boxing sucks. Or right, right, right. I, I'm only a boxer. Wrestling sucks. You know what I mean? So like these, these boxing fans, they don't see MMA as like, like overtaking Legit. which it is which it has and 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 it has take overtaken boxing not obviously not the money part but but it has overtaken the popularity of boxing and mma is the fucking sport now it's the only sport that even has the balls to come back in some fucking covid-19 bullshit they're making it happen they're fucking doing it right and now these other fighters like Gamebred and fucking Connor and John Jones, they want fucking, they want to be compensated, bro. Like, you know, these fuckers it, are making. 
And I think it has right. to do with boxing being around so long. That's why they have just like an ingrained fan base. It's passed on like generationally. Well, um, a lot of old school boxing fans too will say shit like, I don't want to watch that shit. It's just guys on the ground humping each other. And, you know, they don't understand like the wrestling part of the jiu-jitsu part of it. And then you see kicks and things like that thrown in there too. And they think it's all just bullshit, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, but then you get somebody, some you get a star like McGregor, who crosses over, and whether you whether you believe it or not, he goes ten rounds, whether he carried him or not. If that's what some people think, Ryan, you know what uh, I mean? Like ex- some people think fucking exhibition match. You mean that fucking yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Mayweather carried him or whatever? But you see shit like that, and then I think I think it fucking makes the boxing fans go like, holy fuck, maybe these guys are real. Yeah, and but they but but again they don't want to admit it. They don't want to be the ones to admit that MMA is is fucking legit. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. any closing thoughts, sir? Do, do you think if Mayweather came over to the octagon, fought Connor in the octagon, he'd last more than one round? No, I don't. No, I don't no, think he'd I'm last more than a minute. I don't think any boxer coming to MMA would last one round. Just because yeah. of the kicks and the elbows and the takedowns. Maybe James Tony, but other than that, yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking Herschel. Walker. Okay, let's say it's to UFC, yeah, not uh, like just any MMA fight. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, there's there's no way, bro. Like like uh, they're talking about Clarissa Shields wanting to fight Amanda Nunez. It's like Clarissa Shields only boxed. Her whole life, and she's a fucking badass boxer. No, no question about it. She's got all the belts, and she's got this and that. But I mean, come on, man. You guys know as well as I do because all you guys have wrestled. To train wrestling or to train jujitsu, like it is so fucking hard to learn the intricacies of positioning and body weight and where to where to put yourself and how to pressure mm-hmm. forward and pull back and these kind of things, like. There would be so many traps set for Clarissa Shields that she would get knocked out, bro. Yeah. She would get fucking knocked out. Or not only that, out. but as a boxer, right. you're not used to getting your legs fucking kicked and elbows coming at you right. and all these other things that you have to worry about when you're in an MMA fight. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's just, that's a hard adjustment period without any training. Mm-hmm. So especially right. I, and, I agree. and I'm not being biased, but especially I think the wrestling part is the hardest part to learn. That's my opinion. 100% being biased, but you're not biased. No, I agree. And I think to be honest with you, uh, you know, even going from, from me going from wrestling to jujitsu, uh, wrestlers have a different pace, dude. And it's the, it's definitely the most taxing. Yeah. A lot of jujitsu guys don't like to do stand up. They like to just pull guard and fucking and, and avoid being taken down or take throws and things like that. And it's a different pace, dude. And I try to, you know, my natural ability when I roll, and you see it in even a lot of wrestlers and stuff, they have a lot higher and faster pace than normal jujitsu guys, you know, where their energy is a lot more conserved and things like that. So I would agree that I think wrestling is probably the hardest portion because. It's the mm. most taxing. It's the most grinding out of all of them, you know? Mm. So, I'm with you on that one. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. All right. Respect. <laughs> all 
right, guys, that's it for uh, this week. You can follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram. You can check out the podcast Gold Belts and Glory on iTunes and wherever else you can download this podcast. Uh, We will be back next week to preview UFC 251 from Fight Motherfucking Island.